CZ Media Podcast is brought to you by Rancho Bravo Tacos. They make it really easy to get great tasting Mexican food. You can stop by any one of their three convenient locations, Capitol Hill, U District, Wallingford, or you can order through Uber Eats, Caviar, or Chow Now. You can also text RBT to the number 474747 and you'll get deals on tacos, burritos, and more. All of the information is in the show notes. Welcome back to the CZ Media Podcast. Before we get started, I want to remind everyone to subscribe to the show. iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Is, it is iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio, right? yeah. iHeartRadio is taking forever to reply. Wow. So, But I, I, I'm I, wanting to put it on iHeartRadio Did as well. Did you try sliding into their DMs? No, I just sent them an email. That's what I heard is really big these days with the kids. <laughs> <laughs> be like hey iHeartRadio, what's up yeah how you doing asl is that <laughs> is that still a, uh, is you're that... not that old oh <laughs> <laughs> that's a me thing yeah, oh okay that that, that was hey, how man, we... i was on the tail end of the aim were aim you phase. yeah foo fighter guy one two four <laughs> i can say that now because i think they <laughs> they terminated aim now are they gone? I don't think they're fully gone. I think people still have really uh, email addresses. That's a lie. I think so. We should probably look it up. I need a producer to look stuff up. I think. Producer, <laughs> where's your where's your intern? <laughs> I should pretend I have one. Yes. Uh, but yeah, the ASL. That's so funny. It's like you go into you would go into those those chat rooms, and every ten minutes, someone would be. Yeah. Someone would want to get it started again. Yep. Oh my God. That's what's. And then you'd say that you're 19 years old, even though you're 14. You know, I was thinking about that the other day. It does. Does that happen anymore in that way? Probably not. I can't imagine. Like, I know that there's forums, you know, Reddit, yeah. there's forums for, which are almost, it's, but not real. It's is, not the same. Is real time. Yeah. Is, it is Reddit real time. <sighs> Like you can have a conversation. I think so. It's just like a community chat thread. Like I'm not a huge Redditor, so I mm. couldn't tell you too much I, about it. But Yeah, it's, I don't know anything about it either. But I, I sort of thought that you could sort of do it. I mean, yeah, there's definitely ways, but I don't. Um, I just don't think people care about other people in that way anymore. It's more. There's yeah, like, you're oh, you're a minor. No, okay, whatever. It's fine. Let's just. <laughs> <laughs> Someone should bring that back. <laughs> Let's do it right now. Okay. Like what took its place? Like Craigslist, yeah, Craigslist personals, the Craigslist personals, <laughs> the missed connections, <laughs> missed connections, the raves, R- ranting raves, or rants, whatever. yeah, yeah, rants. Have, have you ever uh, written one of those? No, but I used to read them all the time. There I was... wrote one rant once. Did you? Yeah, where some guy, some guy cut me off, or I don't know, made me. I, I was, I, I waited. 
to uh, express my road rage until I got home and I wrote a two paragraph thing of how people are horrible drivers. And now we just moved that onto our Facebook post. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> They're funny. They actually, those, uh, those Craigslist ads are pretty hilarious. Yeah. Do you ever just peruse the best of Craigslist? I, I used to, I haven't done it in a while. You get some crew that just, people are just in bonkers insane. <laughs> I did years ago. I was doing a art project <clears throat> And I wanted to photograph heavily tattooed people. Okay. And I put an ad on Craigslist saying, hey, I'm doing this art project and I'm looking for heavily tattooed people. Uh, like there will, there will be nudity. Like if you're okay with it, let me know. Or actually what I said is send me examples. Okay. Like send me just some, some shots of you. Dick pics for galore. Yes. <laughs> the first 10 to 15 emails that I received were dudes with little tattoos, but wieners. <laughs> like if they had a little star on their on the inside of their leg, they would just full on send me a picture of their wiener. Actually, to be fair, you kind of opened that door, though. Well, you know, I okay, I did, but I wasn't <laughs> thinking that it was going to be that much. The, but the internet's geez, a scary Louise. place. You, you crack that door, those penises are just going to knock just, that <laughs> thing open. Just, I'm just going to have dong flying. Yeah. At you. I must have in the whole life of the ad, I must have gotten 30, maybe yeah, 35 pictures of dudes. And but the idea was to get both genders, right? Yeah. And it was just all guys. It was mostly I got maybe 15. So it was two to one guys to girls. And but the funny thing is that the people who emailed me weren't heavily tattooed. Okay. It was, I think I have more tattoos than most of the people that right. sent me these pictures. You were looking for like Travis Barker, a Blink-182 yeah. type of level stuff. Yeah. 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 I, the, I wanted to do something like that, like full on, full, like full body. Uh, but I didn't get that. I got, you know, girls sent me pictures. Of their with butterfly like a little, in the lower back. Yeah, exactly. It's like butterfly or like stars across their shoulder. Yeah. It's like, no, this is not what I, I mean, I I guess I should have posted an example of what I wanted. You know, like oh, a, I'm I'm covered in ink, but look at these two doves I have tattooed of my <laughs> of my feet that I did with my bestie. You know, what was the craziest one that I got uh, was uh, this guy. This dude sent me his picture, <clears throat> and he was very erect, and <laughs> his whole he was a white guy. Okay. His whole shaft was tattooed solid black. Except for his, the, except for the, for the, the head. bell head. The be <laughs> He's just so fucking big, <laughs> man. That that is insane, isn't it? That's like that would hurt. Do you have tattoos? No, I don't. That would have to hurt. Oh my god, hurt yeah. so bad. I can't sign. And you have to be hard to do you that, would. right? It's like a rubber band. So do you like hire a fluffer to go and get that type of work done? <laughs> <laughs> well, if they did, they probably uh, advertised for one on on Craigslist. Yeah, he was in the F ad below fluffer, yours. Fluffer tat <laughs> yeah. helper helper guy. It was Girl. so cr that one was the craziest one, and I think I did reply to that one. I'm like, okay, I might be. I'm just interested. curious at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I should go. I should look for it. I I think I still have those pictures. <laughs> <laughs> buried deep in the archives yeah like in the uh stuff from 2012 i think but uh 
that project didn't do too well, yeah. but my next project did well, and I was uh, accepted into the Seattle Erotic Art Festival. Nice. <clears throat> with a just slightly different project, but... Did you use a uh, white guy with black shaft? No. Oh. No, I used uh, the... What I did was I took uh, one of my old Polaroid cameras okay. that makes a 4 by 5 print, and I took a few models, and then I photographed their face up to their upper chest and then their torso and then their hip area that's rad and then uh i put those prints into little frames put magnets on the frames and then painted a canvas in metallic paint and then stuck them on there Interesting. so then the idea was you know the women you could line up a woman and it would be a woman and line up a dude but then you can mix and match interesting and uh it was it was pretty i mean i there was no meaning to it behind it. It was literally, hey, what can I do? Right. Uh, and then that one, that one, uh, that one made it. <clears throat> and then the art nerds kind of go, oh, I, I totally understand <laughs> the like, belief and the feeling you're yeah, getting out of this. It's like I was ahead of my time for uh, trans art. Yeah. Maybe. You know, somewhere they there's somebody who considers you the founding father of it. Maybe you know what that would be. I, I don't doubt that at all. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it was super cool because my wife when you know my wife and I went to the show and when we got there I arranged it right so they were in order and then we would go walk around and then come back and they would be all out of order so people nice. were playing with it which was the uh the t the idea we must have done that a dozen times and each time we came back it was it was all played with it was all disorganized so I'm I, like, that's cool I I keep going back to now of talking about all these guys who are t sending pictures of their junk and it's like you if you turn that into artwork and you did and you got into the erotic art fest that would have been like you'd have been the founding father of the dick pic hey you know that that ship has set sail now i am I, mean, uh, I am ahead of my time in in multiple ways <laughs> <laughs> well i am talking today with dan hawkep perfect hawkep you did it sweet you get a gold star. You know, if people see your name, they're not going to be able to pronounce it. Exactly. How many times a day do you have to uh, tell people how to pronounce your name? Well, now I just try to go by Dan so people don't have to address me by my last name. Mm. But, man, if we're going back to the kids' days, yeah. oh, God. Not Mr. Mr. Hawk, Mr. No. Hawkcap. If, if someone addressed me as Mr., I feel like I would slap myself first and then them. And then uh, you're married? Yep. So they call your wife Ms. Mrs. Hawkcap. Mrs. Hawkcap. Which I don't hear that very often. <clears throat> that's a little weird. Still weird to me. <laughs> when when you hear it, do you say that's my mother? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I asked Dan. Dan is one of the most active guys that I know on social media. I'm you, active. You and play, breaking down and trying to just live the dream, man. You play everything, mm -hmm. and not only do you play, you play organized everything competitively yeah as much which as is I can. crazy because i my, travis uh he plays a lot of basketball and a lot of f f softball mm -hmm. and I, he does play on a league for softball but for basketball he just goes to the gym and right. and plays but you play i play competitively i go at it what's your favorite or what do um, you what do you do which which ones do you so i would say my natural habitat as a basketball player but at 5'10 and 220 pounds, I, you know, that was something that was better when I was 18. Yeah. And I was much more leaner. Uh, I find a really strong passion for baseball. Not to knock on your boy Travis, but I'm playing baseball. This is hardball <laughs> stuff. 
Okay. I'm not just looping in these little five mile an hour blooper pitches. <laughs> he said he got, he, he told me the other day he got uh, hit in the long, with a long with a line, line drive. drive right in the shin. Those, those uh, hurt just as much in softball as they do baseball. The, um, so you're saying that uh, baseball players look down on softball players? Yes. <laughs> but hold on. Let me make sure I repeat that. Yes, baseball players look down on softball players. But aren't the majority of softball players... Uh, former baseball players. It's former or chicks? Uh, well, so, <laughs> yes. The, <laughs> you know, all the guys who played baseball, like, in high school, you know, now they all have full-time jobs. They all have wife, kids, all that stuff. Right. But they still want to go do stuff with their friends, so they're yeah. going to go play softball. You know, you don't have to warm up your pitching arm like you don't have to go and stretch and go and pitch yeah and throw 60 70 80 pitches in a game um similar as like a catcher where you're gonna have to put on catcher's gear and squat down and try to catch a curveball that's coming at you you know especially when you have to go and i that's a lot of work you have a lot of work that you have to still go to your job the next day yeah it's a lot of commitment so softball is just easy because you don't have to do that type of work who drinks more beer oh softball players for (laughs) sure I think they have beer in the dugout. In the dugout. Well, I feel like if you don't have beer in the dugout as a softball team, then I feel like you're there for all the wrong reasons. You're right. You're, uh, you haven't quite committed to playing baseball. Like, you might as well. Right. You know, if you still got that itch, man, just go out there and go play some real baseball. Do you ever play softball? Not really. I, it, doesn't give, it doesn't scratch that competitive itch no, that just... I want. And I'm a pitcher on my team, and so I really enjoy that chess game between that pitcher and the hitter even though i can barely throw a strike also that hitter he can barely hit the ball so we're kind of still on level playing fields so you pitch yeah that's a scary position and i'm left-handed so it's also really valuable strategically as being a left-handed pitcher because then i can actually go and pick you know throw to first base to try and get a runner and i have a a, an actual advantage being left-handed compared to a right-handed pitcher when did you start pitching i had never played baseball in my life until i joined this men's league and i was you know the league is the puget sound senior baseball league that we do it here in seattle so it's all over the place and they have multiple competitive ranges you'll have guys who used to play pro ball um, guys who played college ball high school ball and some guys who have no experience but these rosters are big so you don't you can't just grab like 17 of your friends and put together a team and go play like people just don't have that many friends i mean if they do i envy them but so you have to do a tryout horrible actually it does actually (laughs) sound a little horrible (laughs) but but so you actually have to do a tryout and so there's these people who are actually watching this grown you know i'm a middle-aged man now trying to go and take a ground ball and throw it to first base (laughs) and i'm like all these other adults, we all have to go to work tomorrow. Like, oh, I need to go see how good you look. <laughs> all right. The Ben Yeah comes yeah, out beforehand. Totally. And I apparently I impressed enough people where I got drafted in the advanced division. Oh. So keep in mind that I'd never played baseball before, never seen a fastball coming out of a pitcher's hand. And I got drafted in the guys who used to play uh independent professional baseball. So yeah. just below the minor leagues. They played competitive what high school. What do you ball. think impressed them about you? Um, just, I think maybe I honestly, I don't know. Just the overall athleticism. Maybe Maybe. I played basketball and I was still younger then. So I think I could move around still quite a bit. Like you, uh, 
you had a little bit more spring in your step. I than think you a little more spring in my step. <laughs> I think too is just like showing that I probably wanted to learn, and I yeah. just, I'm competitive. So so how long ago was this? This was probably six years ago. Because you don't, I thought like the pitching, you don't just you don't just do you it. You don't just do it. You no, know? <laughs> and I did. <laughs> did so suck it. <laughs> What's so? Did they did they say you're going to be a pitcher? Yeah, or was I there told them that's what open? I wanted. Um, I was like, hey, I'm I want to pitch. This is what I want to do, and I wanted to learn how. I want someone to teach me. And I was super lucky that the one of the guys who played on the team uh, played in, um, independent baseball professionally, and who was a coach collegiately. And so we had guys. They had one dude who played in the Chicago Cubs farm system. He made it and he played, I think, single A. And yeah. there was another dude who played independent ball. And we did a bunch of things like that. And so they kind of took me under their wing. Right. So you got some direction. And I got a little bit of direction. Yeah. Well, and, that's important because you don't, you want to hurt yourself. Well, no. Yeah. You kind of have to know, have yeah. a certain idea of what you're doing. And um, that was something that I just really, I loved being there. Like, I love standing on that mound. And you have eight other guys around the field on your team is like going, all right, Dan. Don't waiting for you. Waiting. Don't screw this it's up. It's all up to you. And I did screw it up quite a bit in the early years, and you know I still screw it up. Like now, hit but people. Yeah, you hit people. Oh, yeah. You know, you I, just walk. Honestly, walking guys is just the worst because you just you're helpless. You can't do anything. You can't throw a strike, and these guys are just rounding the bases. And right. That's just the worst. I th- growing up, there was only a handful of times where we try to play baseball and it was like in the street with the broom and yeah a little ball that's well, like new york style like <clears throat> yeah stick we, ball would, or something we would like do that. that uh but never never played in the we didn't have a did we not that i knew of we didn't have a um, nearby park or okay. a ballpark to go to we would play we would play basketball yeah but even when the time even though the when the rare opportunities were there that we did play I was too chicken. I was too chicken to pitch because mm-hmm. I was afraid that it was just going to come right back at me and yeah. hit me in the face. Yeah. And I was too chicken to hit because I didn't want the ball to hit me. Right. I was too chicken to be first base because they're going to throw it to you all the time. Yeah. I always wanted to be like out in the outfield, out in the right field, left field. And just so, uh, with me being left handed, there is only a certain amount of positions that I can play that actually has an advantage that's, you know, it's difficult for me to play other positions. Yeah. Um, as a left-hander, you cannot play third base. You cannot play shortstop and you cannot play second base. Cause you're throwing it across your body. Exactly. And you have to, like turn your body and just that timing is the right. difference from out and safe. Hmm. So as a lefty, so there's I've, never been, are you saying there's never been like at the major just, league level? Yeah. No. Okay. And it's almost like if I play shortstop on my team now, as a left-handed shortstop. And I'm sure we'll talk about how the difference between pros and what I'm doing, Yeah, you know, but it's, you know, it's almost like everyone looks at you funny. You're like, dude, what? It's like my pants are down. <laughs> like, what are you doing? What are you it doing out there? It doesn't seem right. You don't belong here. And like there is something, there is something not right about yeah, this. Exactly. Uh, so uh, I just remembered what I used to do. No, my, no one ever taught me how to catch. Like, like catch my, a ball. Yeah. Okay. Like my, my never played catch with my dad but we i i did have a glove and i would catch i would i had a right-handed glove i caught with my right hand 
And then I would take my glove off, get the ball, and oh my throw God. with my right You did the uh, Jim Abbott. <laughs> Dude, uh, Jim Abbott had to do that, but he also didn't have a hand. <laughs> so he had a real excuse. Yeah, he had a real excuse. You, so Jim Abbott was a pitcher for a number of teams in the major leagues who only had one hand. Yeah. And so he would hold the, the ball. He would, like, put the glove in his, like, his nub of, like, his left hand, and then he would throw... And then he would quickly put his right hand back in the glove and be able to field. It was pretty wild. Mm. Yeah, and he made it to the. He played in the Mariner and the majors for. Wow, he had like a. Did long he lose career. his hand while at he birth, played? I think. Oh wow! Yeah, I don't know the whole story, but I need to look this guy up. Oh, the guy's a legend. That's pretty insane. Yeah, that he was that good. And that his process worked, and he made it. Yeah, that is nuts. No, I did it because I just didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> I just didn't know, uh, and it wasn't until. Uh, so Travis and I, another buddy <clears throat> that played in a softball league, mm-hmm. he asked me to play once and I'm like, okay. And, uh, that was the first time I had to catch with my left hand and mm. throw. How'd that go? You know, they, cause I can't run. Right. They had me be catcher, but I can't squat down either. You're not supposed to squat down as a catcher in softball. So yeah, I was pretty much just standing there. Yeah. And, uh, I did fine. Yeah. Like it's uh it's pretty nerve wracking. Were there beers involved? Not afterwards. That's fine. Afterwards that's, there were. That's fair. It's very nerve wracking being a catcher, throwing the ball back to, to the, the pitcher. pitcher. Yeah. yeah, I would always, you know. Well, just think about it from a baseball perspective. If someone tried to steal a base on you. You got to try and throw it to that base. You know, that's you know? one of the things that I'm the most jealous of are those catchers. Although they end up having knee problems. Oh later yeah. On, but how they can just spring up. Yeah. And throw like that move. That's such a violent move. Oh, yeah. Uh, the league I play in, they have age ranges up in the 50s and 60s. There's dudes who are 70 years old who are catching nine innings. Holy moly. It just blows my mind away. Are they hurting afterwards? Who, I have no idea. I don't play with them yet. <laughs> not, wow. But there's guys there and they're they're up there. No, that's that's still that's, doing their thing. That, so. that is nuts. It's uh, it, it is a really it, it is a really like you're contorting. First of all, you're in the very unstable, yeah. off balance, to then spring up, and then rotate just to throw. explode to turn your body and throw. Yeah, one of the one of my really good friends, Trisha, she owns the Arcaro Gym. Okay, we mentioned it. She yeah. she she's a boxing coach, and uh, right now I think she just has a, a couple amateurs. She doesn't have a pro fighter right now. Right, but her big. What she really focuses on is called functional patterns, okay. which is the it's the study of biomechanics. Interesting. So she's all about what you uh, what you're doing be the as centered as possible. Just being balanced completely. Being right? balanced. Totally. And she that well, makes be, perfect sense because I have horrible knees, and if I stand up, like if I'm you know if I stand up for more than twenty minutes, I would get my lower back would just get really tight. Yeah. <clears throat> and she, I trained with her and I was just standing there and then she identified where I was all off kilter. Mm. So she's like, your shoulders are over, your shoulders and hips are over your knees. Uh, so you're always having, you're, you're, you're almost toppling over. Right. Uh, so she helped me identify a few things that is, that is really helped. That's awesome. <clears throat> if I were to just stick with it. She could help me maybe even punch better. There we go. But, no. Nah. Yeah. 
a, a, a topic for another day. It is. <laughs> so the uh, yeah the, I mean the one of the cool one of the cool things that you do is you're always active, and I am on a, on a, renewed quest to get back down to, if I got down to two thirty I would be happy. Yeah. But right now that's quite a ways away. Yeah. Uh, so how best to do that than to talk to people who are always doing stuff? Maybe some of your motivation will rub off. Yeah, actually. Absolutely. And I'm, I can't consider myself a health. I'm be the opposite of the health expert because I could also tell you, you know, I would love to lose about 20, 30 pounds myself. Um, and to me, activity obviously isn't going to be the the thing it is. It's always going to be the diet that people are going to tell you. And that's yeah. true. <clears throat> but one thing that I've always kind of thought about too, is that being active and doing that also prevents you from doing that snack eating that right. just kills you. Yeah. And so like, Oh yeah, you went and ran X amount or you went and did this and you burned like 200 calories. Like, yeah, but I also didn't eat like 400 calories with a chips and salsa. Right. So you know what? That's actually, I just lost 600. Exactly. So there's like, that's part of the reason why I really enjoy being that act, doing that active stuff. Like there's a part I have to do my normal job and I have to go do that and work and, be a contributing member to society. Yeah, it's the the activity part is what gets my mind stimulated outside of just the monotony of that life. That's your it's not escape, but that's your No, it is an escape to a certain degree. Okay. I think it's a good way, but but I'm not necessarily like running from something. It's just it's for me to get that juice just like, oh, this is what I do to make me feel alive. Yeah. I don't living working is not what I do to define me, you right. know. And <laughs> I'm not going to just go sit on the couch and just let life pass me by either. So I always try to set a goal for myself of what I want to try to accomplish. And, you know, eventually baseball is going to be done. Like I'm not going to do that anymore. And I already know my next goal is I'm going to be, I'm going to start mountain climbing and that's what I really want to do. And that's my next thing is that my goal is to go and summit Rainier. Okay. And I know that's going to require me to go and drop about 20 pounds, 20, 30 pounds. Yeah. But it's something that I really want to be able to do and try to do that at some point in my life. That is super cool. And so that's another bucket list thing. Have you ever, do you hike now? Little, very little. But my dad's a badass hiker. Okay. You know, he just, he went and hiked the Pacific Crest Trail, which takes you from Mexico to Canada. Yeah. And he did that in like five months with two back fusions and a neck surgery. And he's like, screw it. Just cause? Just cause. On his own? Yep. Did it all by himself. Holy smokes. Yeah. So that's where your bit of nuttiness comes from. Yeah, oh yeah. My family's <laughs> a little screw loose, that's for sure. Oh yeah. I love him to death. But yeah. That is crazy. Isn't that the uh trail that, that Reese Witherspoon yep. movie? Totally. Um it's funny, I was when that movie came out, my dad kinda eye rolled. He's like, Oh, no, everyone's going to be going doing that hike. <laughs> <laughs> I think they did for a bit. Yeah, it was really popular. Uh, they they probably I don't, I'm curious as to how many actually finished it. My uh, gosh, my dad told me the numbers about it, but I think it's a little different now. But I think before the movie, hmm. um, it was a little more to committed hikers and doing things. I think it was like 500 would start, 200 would finish or something like that. Um, so there's quite a big drop off. Is it? Have you done some of it or no, been there? I've never done any of it. No. As is it all flat? No. No. I mean, it, the so first, you are climbing mountains almost. Yeah. For the first chunk, you are going through the Mojave Desert. So you're going out there just getting killed the sun. Mm. And then after that, you're going up and down the Sierra Nevadas. 
Um, the only easy part is Oregon, which is relatively flat because you're not really dealing too much with the Cascade Mountains yet. That's once you hit Washington, you're doing that same thing again. Huh. So. So how do you, like, did it, what does your dad say he did? Um, like he, uh, like a how, strategy? Do you, how do you eat? Like, how do you, it's, you pack really light. So it's a lot of freeze dried food and you're eating some of the same stuff over and over and over, and over again. So you're, it took him how long? Uh, like five months. So he packed five months worth of food. No, he actually, so you have to get people to resupply you. So along this path, oh, there's see. places where like little depots and pit stops, um, that you can have people ship you like a package that's going to give you a bunch of stuff. Oh, okay. Um, my dad, when he came back, man, he looked like he had, you know, just gone through like chemo or something like that I because bet. he had dropped <clears throat> so much weight. Like he probably weighed maybe 200, 210 when he left. Yeah. And he probably weighed 160 when he came back and, you know, his shirt's just dread, you know, hanging off of him. Would, when did he do this? This was probably five, six years ago or something. Holy cow. So it's not like. Oh no! It wasn't like back in the day. Like, oh, he was I'm thinking still like his, it was. He was late forties. That is, you should do it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm so lazy. That's the I'm only, self admitted my, lazy. My dad got that's. I've never had a tattoo like we mentioned earlier. My dad's never had a tattoo, but he was after that type of experience. That's what brought him to get a tattoo. Mm. And I think it would take something like that for me as well to go and have something that I want to have labeled on to, on to yeah. me. Like it's a big See, I'm the opposite. Thing. I would rather You're get, all about get, it. I'd rather get a tattoo yeah. than go for a hike. <laughs> I just spilled my beer. <laughs> but I love it, though. <clears throat> yeah, the... I, I love tattoos. Yeah, it says... I, I want to... Uh, I want to get that motivation going and i bought a spinning bike yeah a couple weeks ago well a week ago and i've used it i've used it three days a week but it's the lazy is hard dude it's so hard and i think it's just trying to find that passion and just finding whatever a goal is and sometimes like if it's you know, if you wanted to go see this blank destination, yeah. like to me, I would love to see what that view from Rainier looks like. Mm. It doesn't so much matter to me what, like, I want to just go mountaineering because I want to lose weight. It's like, there's sort of this viewpoint that I'm like, there's something there that only a select amount of people ever get to say they get to see. Yeah. It's the experience. It's the experience. And I think like any professional athlete and any, you know, buddy who's like in great physical shape, they're not doing it to have the body. They do it because they love the grind. Like and it's they just love the, that. it's the result of. Yeah. Like a, a professional boxer. He doesn't, you know, I'm sure the, the glitz and the glam and the lights are great, but that guy truly appreciates the sparring and he loves the training. Yeah. Well, that's he how loves it should the grinding. be. That's how, right. <laughs> but I think anybody who's a truly, you know, master of the craft, they like the grind more than they like what the outcome is, right. you know, and that's. I think that's something that's something to be said about that. Like, yeah. And I think that you either have it or you don't. Yeah. Or there's just something that's different. Like, you know, maybe a, a boxer's not going to want to go and play baseball. Like, and you try to put him down a baseball path. He's never going to be motivated. Yeah. You know, that, that doesn't hit his passion. And it's just continuing to, I guess, be open-minded and experience different things. And who knows the thing that you may find that, that triggers that, that goes, Oh, I found it. Boom. Now that's what I'm pursuing for the next however many years. No. It just takes time. To Sometimes. me, it would be let's give this a go and then I would do it for a little bit and then I'd be like, all right, right. what's next? Mm-hmm. 
Like I, I did uh, a few years ago. I did stick to cycling for over a year. Yeah. I did a bunch of rides. Um, so that's why I bought the. It's uh. That's why I bought the spinning bike. Yeah. And you know, I I still have my cleats, so I click in and it's it's it, it, it's it's a pretty good it's a pretty good workout my, my wife loved cycling for quite a while she went and did the stp that was one of her goals like bucket list oh she things. did she did it she did it <clears throat> did and you go with her <laughs> no on way on a tandem i wanted zero part of that oh. i don't do the endurance thing yeah well, that's what mountain climbing is gonna do i know which i'm gonna probably have a really <laughs> rude awakening on that but like She's ran a half marathon. She's rode her bike, did the STP. She is all sorts of badassery that I just that cannot awesome. seem to compete with. That is super cool. Did she go with the group or just? She, well, she did the STP with her mom. And Holy then, mackerel. And then she did the uh, half marathon just by, her, by herself. Yeah. One of like our, my dad's like ex-girlfriend ran it too. Like they kind of did it together. The but ex-girlfriend not. and your mom? I said that bad. <laughs> 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 my dad's ex-girlfriend. And Nikki, my wife, they ran the half marathon together. Oh, but okay. it wasn't like, hey, let's do this thing together. It's like the planets aligned and now we're doing this. Yeah. You know, so. Have you ever done a half marathon? No. I think I did a 10K once. That was miserable. I've only done a 3K. Yeah. And I did it in Puerto Rico in the summer. That sounds like hell. I, well, like, see, I have zero cartilage in my left knee. Oh, yeah. So and that no must meniscus. Yeah. Uh, and I, I damaged it when I was uh, 18 or 19. Yeah. So it's been hurt forever. So then because of that, I now, because of 20 years of compensating, I now have really bad arthritis and right, right knee too. Yeah. So I'm all messed up. Yeah. So if, uh, you know, even low, I did, I do the bike because yep. it's low, low impact, low sure. impact on the knee. But even then, it swells right. up and it'll hurt for two days. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't know. I've, I'm pretty much in pain every day. Yeah, it hurts every day. And now, but it's because of it's because of the weight. Right now, um, now it's at that point. It's that. It's it's uh, you know I just but then I told the I went and got an MRI on it or uh, I went and had an orthopedic guy look at it a couple months ago. Yeah, and I said you know it said it sucks because I don't exercise because my knee hurts. And my knee hurts because I exercise. Right. And then add pizza it's like the depression and chicken eating. Wings. It's the depression eating thing. Like, ah, I'm, you know, I'm overweight because I'm depressed and I'm depressed. So I eat and it's and like a vicious cycle. It's like, so what is, yeah. So like, what do you do? And he, uh, <clears throat> he said that I'm uh, actually, he said that I'm a, uh, like five years away from needing uh, a replacement. Mm. So I said, why don't you just do it now? Right. And he said, no, it's better to wait as long as possible because your first knee replacement will last like 15 years. But then the second one you get lasts about five years. It's like exponentially gets shorter. Yeah. So then you'll need. So he's like, just wait the as long as possible because you don't want to have another one shortly there. Right. You know, prolong it as much as possible, basically. So I'm like, that sucks. And it's like. I'm hoping for some mega breakthrough in, in stem yeah, cells. Totally. Or, or yeah, I uh, I did my ankle really bad uh, playing basketball, and I got you know arthritic arthritis in my left ankle. I got a bad disc in my back. You know, there's definitely things like adversity. I think a lot of people who want to try to be active. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I think it's just never lo- losing sight of those goals. And you know, I think if 
the mental part is always the hardest and trying to will that. And sometimes your body can't do the things that your mind wants to do, but you just find a way to find that balance. And yeah. Make it work. Well, let's talk more about sports. Let's do it. Um, but let's take a quick break and then we'll be right back. All right. When I needed updated content for my small business website, I was worried because I didn't have a very large marketing budget. But then I found Carlos at CZ Media. He gave me a budget-friendly quote and delivered the high-quality content I was looking for. I would recommend you check him out. All of his information is in the show notes. And we're back. Oh, all right. Here we go. (laughs) Actually, what were you going to say? Oh, I was just like, how, how are we doing? Oh, we're doing great. Awesome. How do you think we're doing? I feel like we're doing all right. You know, it's, uh, I think so. You're the expert, though. <clears throat> I'm actually, what's so funny, when I did my 10th show, I did it with Dan, with uh, yeah. my buddy Dan, and I said, you know, we are now podcasting veterans. We yeah. have 10 shows. You're now in the double digits. <laughs> what episode is this? This is going to be 35, I think. Dude. <clears throat> Um, 35 and almost all of them have been this year this year so i'm i mean I've you got consistent. some sponsors too like got a few all- sponsors <clears throat> um you know always trying to get more the it's no the show's growing the yeah. we you know every every time well it's like anything it's like social media where if you post regularly your followers or your audience will grow so okay. I've, I've noticed in the analytics that if i do post twice a week it there's a big yeah. uptick but then if i don't post for a week Just then it, it then it drops i will tell you my mother's probably gonna listen to this podcast like a hundred times over so you're probably gonna get a, a weird <laughs> spike in your analytics well that's awesome yeah. that is super awesome although will she uh well, she's like, she'll share it to everybody. She'll say, Dan, were you talking about penises at the first? The she first won't be time? that surprised. <laughs> were you talking about tattooed shafts? Yeah, it's not the worst thing she's seen in my internet history. <laughs> That's funny. Um, no, so you're so you you play. Uh, do you watch sports too? I do, but it's it's hard. It's hard to watch professional sports nowadays. Mm. The because how the professional game has evolved so much i think with baseball and basketball is coming up too the analytics have changed the game so much yeah uh we talk a lot within baseball they the sabermetrics is the the hot topic and they talk about all these different advanced analytics that help measure a player's performance help measure a team's performance and how do we sort of judge uh what is best yeah and so the strategies of the old days of the 70s, 80s, 90s and stuff like that, they've kind of gone away because some of the advanced analytics for these types of players are showing that you should not adjust your swing based on what type of uh, pitch count that you're at. For example, if you have two strikes, you yeah. only got one swing left. So you better try to make sure you get contact. Yeah. You, you want to put it out there. But so just if, swing for the fence. But if you're a professional... That doesn't really apply to you because you are a, a prime athlete. You are a great hitter already. Yeah. Why should you change your mental approach when you are already one of the most skilled people in that? So you shouldn't change. Gotcha. So these guys now, the professionals are, you know, they're striking out a lot more because they're not changing the swing, but they're also hitting a lot more home runs. Hmm. And so they're getting, you know, that's the majority of what you're seeing nowadays is a lot of home runs. You're getting a lot of strikeouts. 
Whereas someone like myself or high school kids or co- the college game, even still, those are great yeah. athletes. They're still playing a little more of the old school style baseball where you have to drop a bunt down to move your runner over to yeah. scoring position and try to do those types of things in order to allow your team to win the game. Right. More strategy, more based. strategy and trying to just play that. Um, the professional games just change so much. And so as much as I like it, I like watching, I like going to Mariners games and I watch it with my friends and do all that. The relatability isn't there anymore. And so that makes me not. Is it want the relative? So that, does that mean like the fun is gone? So now, bit. like now it feels more <clears throat> like a job, like the professional game. You don't, you don't pretend to play manager of saying, okay, the, there's this many outs we need runners here and here kind of but that's kind of gone my manager brain is different from what the manager brain of the majors (laughs) obviously you know because i would sit there and i go okay this is puget sound senior baseball league here we go like (laughs) i have to if i can get this ball down on the ground to the third baseman there's a 50 50 shot he's not even going to reach the first (laughs) baseman he's going to throw it over his head and then we're going to all round the bases we're all going (laughs) to score and we go home (laughs) that doesn't happen in the major leagues you know like Everything is perfect. So there is no reason to even try to put that ball on the ground to see if they're going to make a mistake because that happens 0.05% of the right. time. Right. So and you better just... You better just swing. Just swing. Just Because what's the worst that can happen? Like you hit a lazy ground ball anyway? That's so what's going to happen. Then something needs to change in baseball. Then that's what they're probably trying to do. And, you know, they, they've thought about adjusting, like, the defensive positioning. Right now doing the shift is really popular. Um, where they're moving fielders from one side of the field, they're moving it to the other side of the field based on what that hitter's performance historically yeah. is. They, that's new? That's, it's not, I'd say the last 10, 15 years. Okay. You know, and it's being more, it's being, it's just bigger now. Yeah. Everything that we saw 10 years ago is just exponentially grown. So almost every left-handed hitter, they're going to take literally almost every player and move him over to the right side of the field because he only pulls it. Mm. That's the strategy. And so if you already know, he's not going to hit it to left field. Then why is someone there? Why even put anybody over there? Just yeah. put him over there. And so there's, there's rule. They're trying to think of rules of, do you eliminate that? Do you eliminate that strategy of the game? And it's kind of a soft subject right now in the baseball world, but that's weird. It's just, it's just different, you know, the, of how the games have adjusted, like, the internet age has brought a whole lot of different mm. things, and part yeah, of that's that a is lot that. to think about. It is, yeah. Um, when I'm at ball games, I always thinking of when when am I gonna get go get a new another beer? Yeah, spent twelve bucks on a beer. <laughs> that and that's to me that's more of what that's what it's about. You're hanging out with your friends. You're gonna yeah. go and do that. And if you watch a handful of at bats and have a good time, but if you want to actually truly feel like you're a part of the game, just go play it yourself. No, I'll play you. No, no. <laughs> Trust me, I've seen guys in much worse shape than you playing in my league. I play um on my phone. I have a game called Candy Crush. No, MLB TSB 18. Oh. That's as close to playing baseball as I get. There you go. And I'm good. They're starting to kind of, I'm curious what will happen in the basketball world over the next 10 years because analytics is starting to play a little bit more into that. Um, the Houston Rockets right now are making their run. Uh, a lot of that is based on basketball analytics and what they are finding in their studies. Um, I was surprised to see that they're tied. Yeah. 
Because they play the game a little differently. I hate Bates basketball now. Yeah. Well, I I share that sentiment with you. Ever since the Sonics got ripped out of Seattle, not that I'm bitter, but, <laughs> you know, Clay Bennett and all those guys and Howard Schultz, and they can all yeah, Whose fault was things. it really? I think, I think it's, Schultz. It's a collective effort of complete buffoonery. I would put a lot of it, though, on the local government, the Seattle government. They kind of took a buyout that was right. a complete just... I think it was a slap in the face of the public. Seattle doesn't know how to do anything. That's a good point. Well, when it comes to the political, well, even thing, with yeah, the I thing think. that they're building, even with the upgrades that they're doing now, yeah, I, I've read a couple articles that they're already like a hundred mil over budget. Oh no, it's way more than that. Is it? Yeah, they was originally projected at five hundred mil, yeah. and the last report I saw is that it's at nine hundred. <laughs> the good news is that it's all privately funded. Like it's not coming out of taxpayers, well, and that was the big thing. I don't know. That'll change. I'm sure they'll find a way to change it. They'll, they'll, yeah. And it's well behind schedule. Yeah, I'm sure. So, yeah. yeah, So, um, so yeah, who knows? I mean, Seattle is the only team Seattle really cares about are the Hawks, I think. Right now. Well, I mean, it's easy to not root for the Mariners because they have not been relevant in almost 20 years. Yeah. Um, (laughs) This is one of the things that's so funny. They, celebrate that is it 95 95 man they celebrate that like we won the world series i don't even think we even made it to the american league championship series that year (laughs) they celebrated every chance they get come celebrate uh edgar martinez's uh first base hit yeah (laughs) yeah here's a bobblehead come buy it here here's what i'm doing now i've decided that with my whenever i go to games i you know people wear their favorite players' jerseys and stuff like yeah. that. And now I'm doing a giant troll job on basically everybody. And it's kind of mostly like a tip of the cap to the old school fans. Yeah. Is that now I'm buying, I bought a player's jersey for who is historically bad. <laughs> and there's, you know, a lot of the old school Mariners fans from back like in the 90s, they'll remember a name, uh, Bobby Ayala, who was a closer for the Mariners. Yeah. And the rumor was that he was dating Lou Pinella's daughter who is the manager. Yikes. And so that he, might be a bad idea. So he kept Bobby Ayala in the game and he was just terrible. He gave oh. up game after game after game. Like he, uh, they, I, it's not a bobblehead, but he had like a, a Bobby Ayala night. It was like, you know, Hey, this is Bobby Ayala's night. So they, and they brought him in to get the save, but he blew the game on his own freaking night. That's big pressure. Yeah. But that that's is also nuts. Bobby Ayala. So, so you you so, have one? So I went and got myself a custom-made Bobby Ayala jersey to wear to Mariners games. And every now and then I wore it uh, a couple <laughs> weeks ago. And you, you hear some people going, Ayala! <laughs> get out of here! <laughs> that's funny. That, that's a good trend. You should start this trend. That's kind of what I'm thinking. It's uh, so who else would there be? So, I mean, for the Mariners, there's always a handful. Of, you know, there's so many Mariners, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, you could always go the Dustin Ackley route, you know, who is a more recent guy, Justin Smoke, um, go old school. Dave Valley, the rally killer, <laughs> the rally killer. Um, there's so many. I mean, you just go forever. That's funny. I went and bought a Seahawks jersey who is historically bad player from the early nineties, who is Rick Meyer, who wore the number three Jersey. And I swear to you, I wore it around CenturyLink one day and this girl goes, 
oh, you got a Russell Wilson jersey? <laughs> and then I heard some other guy goes, fuck that guy, it's Rick Meyer! <laughs> <laughs> like, that was basically the com- It wasn't right tandem. It was, like, within a two-minute conversation. Yeah. Is that it? That girl talked to me, and then two minutes later, here's all this guy <laughs> wanting to beat my ass. <laughs> So he was genuinely upset about this. He didn't see I think, the irony. No, he was just messing with me. You know, it was just all fun and games. But I'm trying to think for like bulls, bulls of like bulls who were who were bad bulls in the nineties. There's no such thing as bad bulls in the nineties. Yeah, you're right. There wasn't. Yeah, what do you? Whoever your human victory cigar was, Bill Cartwright. <laughs> I was always wondering. I always wondered how he was in the NBA. He's a bruiser, the three-headed monster. They were brought in there just to goon people. <laughs> he looked like he was 60 years old yeah. when he was like 25. 25. Yeah. Uh, let's see. In, and there was a bunch of players, bad players in 88. Yeah, and the, the Bulls weren't good in 88. They were. Well, they were decent, but they weren't. They didn't win anything. No, but they made it to, uh, no, it was 80. 89 and 90. Okay. Where they made it to they were the uh, Pistons beat them in the Eastern Conference Finals. Gotcha. Uh Jordan just took an ass beating from He did. Uh, Lampier <coughs> and Isaiah Thomas and, and Dennis like, Rodman. He, he bulked up. Yeah. Like if you look at the video of him in 89 90, yeah. skinny, scrawny then, guy, yeah. And he he hit that weight room. I watch I have um I have a DVD set and it is a DVD set really? of the, like the history of the Chicago bulls. Yeah. And I watch it all the time. It's still a little soft subject for me too, because I remember that was the, the 72 win bulls was the one that faced the Sonics in the finals. Yeah. And God, I love that Sonics team. Well, they had no chance though. <laughs> they had no, ch- but here's a fun fact for you. The bulls only lost two consecutive games that entire season. Yeah. And that was to the Sonics in the finals. Right. They did not lose back-to-back didn't, teams that entire season. Didn't Didn't some of the Bulls do something really dumb, though, like go to Vegas in between games? Who knows? Probably. Jordan liked to gamble. Oh, no. That was actually... Never mind. That was the... Uh, that was the series... One of the series with Utah... Where oh. Dennis Rodman in between, like in between game three and four, yeah, went to Vegas, nice, and got mega hammered, and, yeah, and and then flew back, flew flew back, and then was really good for that following game, yeah. Man, I I wish that basketball were at least a little bit like the way it used to be. I've I complained agree. about this so many times, yeah. It's just, it's just so boring. Well, it's just different now. The uh, you know the stuff that you saw in the nineties. And now a lot of these guys who are in the NBA, they played against each other since they were like seven years old. Right. In these AAU and these traveling leagues and these select leagues, like all this stuff, like they all have known each other since even high school days. They, they Mm. know, they know it's not like how Barkley just saw Jordan and was like, Hey, let's be friends. Like back in high school, like they never met each other. Yeah. And so when you raise, you're growing up, you're like, Oh, this guy who I don't know, I don't have anything against this guy but he's also not my buddy so i'm gonna go at him hard yeah like that part that's where that stem in the 80s and 90s is these guys truly didn't really know each other until they got in the league yeah maybe they they knew each other in college if they were like in the same division yeah you know but but there were so many that came from super small schools it is varied you know like scotty pippen came from central arkansas central arkansas yeah 
Drafted by the Sonics. You're, was wel- he? Oh, yeah, you're he welcome. Was. Why did they trade him? Who did, who did they trade him for? Olden Polonese. I Ever heard of him? Olden Polonese. Oh, that's your. That makes one of us. <laughs> I well, even okay. the, the fact the that the Sonics preferred Jim McElvain anyway. God. <laughs> the the I, it's yeah, that's so funny. Like the I don't pay attention to the draft anymore because right. it seems like they're all duds. Well, I mean, the draft is always going to be filled with duds. I mean, it's that's just how it is. I can't name one first pick. Well, Zion. I don't know. Uh, who it is. He's the next. Like, there hasn't been much. There has not been more hype around a draft player since this LeBron, year. Since LeBron, this guy Zion Williamson out of hmm. Duke. You know, I remember when LeBron got drafted in two thousand three, and it was just like this guy's amazing. He's a mega star. He's all this and that, and then. You know, you saw other players that come through, but no one had ever had the hype that ever saw, like, when LeBron came. And then yeah. you're seeing this again with Zion. Okay. I don't think you'll see that same type of player, but just the stuff that Zion does. Like, he was a grown man playing amongst children. Hmm. Like, it was... What is What position is he? He's a big man. I think he's, like, power forward. Okay. But he's a big dude. Like, I think he's going to be the most heaviest guy in the league. Huh. Like, weight-wise. But he jumps out of the gym. Like, he's a freak athlete. Hmm. So I'm curious what he looks like after like his metabolism slows down when he's like 30 years old, like how he adjusts, because it it happens to everybody. Well, he, he's, he's got not a, chiseled like a brick. Like he's, he's got a little pudge to him. He's got to learn how to control. Yeah, and I he's got to identify when that happens and then modify for it. Yeah. Um. I just, it's just not fun to watch anymore. And there's so much traveling. There's so many st- stupid fouls. It's almost becoming kind of comical watching the traveling. Yeah. Like seeing the highlights of James Harden and what he does. And he like does these three skips of pirouette, right. 20 front salt, and then shoots the ball. And he gets called for the foul and hits it. Actually, LeBron is, I hate, I, I hate him more. Yeah, you're on the anti-LeBron wave. I l- h- despise. Here, Who did I-, I say? I said that... Uh, I, I told someone the other day that I wouldn't mind if LeBron You said it got... to Mo. You said it to Mo oh, yeah, Cisse. I, I was listening to that, that episode. <laughs> You're like, I, if he got hit by, like, Al-Qaeda, like, it would not bother yeah, you. It would be okay. I was like, oh, that's too bad. Can I say one thing to maybe try to, to alter your, your thought? Sure. Okay. I would say LeBron has never got hit with any scandals. He's never really been criticized as being a bad human. Overall, he's been just like a fairly stand-up dude, especially for the type of media hype he gets where he doesn't get a minute to himself. Yeah. I think it's very much uh, understandable if he would be a raging dickhead to everybody, but he's not. So I kind of give him, like to me, I'm a LeBron fan, but... He probably beats his wife. (laughs) But... But she's too scared to say anything. Right. But I will say that, you know, he's he's like all superstars, mega athletes, that he's a baby. (laughs) What do you mean he's a baby? Oh, just, yeah. he's They carried him off because he had cramps. Right. Well, Paul Pierce got carried off in a wheelchair in the NBA Finals. I don't I don't like his game either. His game was too lumbering. Yeah. It was like he, it, it's just, the way he moved seemed really weird. I'm not a big, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I'm yeah. a complete curmudgeon when it comes to basketball. You, you a gamer at all? <laughs> no. When I'm drunk, I play Mortal Kombat. Like the new stuff or the old stuff? Ten. Ten. Okay, that's new stuff. I I'm, I want to get eleven, but I'm not very good at it. Okay. I just we just like to play when we have people over. We just play. Yeah. And the, so it's it's between that and uh, rock band. 
Oh well, yeah. <laughs> what what position are you playing? Position. Position. Like, instrument. What instrument? I sing and the guitar. Oh, do you do both at the same time? I have. Oh, there you go. I have. I'm not good, but it's fun. You play in easy mode. Yes. Yeah, or sometimes I get uh, brave and I do medium. Yeah. Can I, I hum- can I humble brag? Cool. Once upon a time. <laughs> In my heyday of like in my teen years when I did not have a life, I played on expert mode. Did you? I did. For a rock band or Guitar Hero? Guitar Hero. The real one. I think Guitar Hero is Guitar more Hero intense. 2 was my jam. What song? Um was your favorite. I I also I really loved playing Primus. Yeah. Because I like Primus. Like but Winona. What's that? Winona's Winona's <laughs> Winona's <laughs> Beaver. Winona's big brown beaver. <laughs> uh I think so. That one, I'm tr- Cowboys from Hell, Pantera. Okay. That was always fun to play, but my hands would hurt because I'm just like, you know. That is, yeah, that's nuts. That was. I wish I could play the guitar for real. Do I, you play any instruments? Yeah, I have a guitar player. That's cool. Yeah, but I, I never took like lessons. So I basically just play like Foo Fighters and other like Southern. I really like Southern California punk rock. So yeah. like Social Distortion, Bad Religion. So basically, I just beat the shit on my guitar and then just scream my balls <laughs> off. That's. <laughs> Do you were you ever in a band? Uh, in high school, yeah, we were called the Last Chapter. The Last Chapter, which is like 2005 emo band, complete to the max. <laughs> Do you? Uh, when do you play now? Just for fun? Like, just for fun. I have just... my acoustic guitar that sits out in the living room. That's mostly an art piece. Yeah, and then people go, "Oh, whose guitar is that?" And they're like. It's mine. Let me serenade you. And then you'll start playing. Yeah. That's how my other buddy Dan is. <clears throat> he plays everything. He plays guitar, saxophone, trumpet, don't Indian you, drums. Don't you just hate those guys? <laughs> they just do everything. That. So when he comes over and we're having a few drinks, I'll get the guitar because Lori has a guitar. Right. And then I'll say, here you go. And then he's like, like make, like, make play, pretty. play monkey. <laughs> play my, entertain me. <laughs> but he'll uh, it, like the a while ago, I said, here, play the Desperado theme. Oh. And then he just had to listen to it for a little bit. Oh, he's one of those. And then he's like, like, like doing, doing his stuff, doing yeah. his stuff. And like 10 minutes later, he's like, here yeah. we go. And then that's neat. Those people. I can't do that. I, I have zero rhythm. I have zero musical ability. Yeah. I, we, we most in high school, we just mostly did covers, you know, cause I didn't really know how to write music. Yeah. And the kids that I played with, like they barely even knew how to play their instruments in general. But. Did you, have you, there's this YouTube channel called the access of awesome. Okay. And they call it, they, they play, they made this song called the four chords. Have you seen this? No. Well, they enlightened me. Basically, there's four chords that every major pop song has used ah, for the past 30 years. I think I years. have seen this. Maybe I have. So the, the guy just plays the same chords over and over again, and then they sing like 20 songs. songs. I and think they're I, all the same. I think I saw something similar to that where a guy played Don't Stop Believing. Right, exactly. That's, and he that's just one started of them. doing all of, yeah. It's like Don't Stop Believing. Uh, a bunch of Beatles songs. There's a, there's a ton. There's like Toto. It's pretty funny. That's awesome. actually. So it's like that. I would. Uh, I could probably learn how to play that. There you go. I really want to do piano lessons. That way I can like start. 
playing piano. Yeah. And I just want to show up to a Nordstrom just run day because they always have those pianos and just <laughs> yeah. start playing. Like, no, I'm fine. I got hired. <laughs> now listen to my Metallica cover on the piano of Inner Sandman. Yeah, you should do that in your uh, baseball jersey. Yes. In your baseball uniform. Now you're talking. The piano playing baseball player. Guy. Or the yeah. piano, the bass, yeah. The piano ball player. Nope, that's not going to work. <laughs> what games do you play? Um, I play a lot, but I mostly, I'm an only child, so mostly it's very story driven. Yeah, okay. So I love a lot of games that it's almost kind of like reading a book. Yeah. And you get to see this character development and you get to see a lot of things like that. So you like uh, campaign mode? Campaign mode, yep. Yeah, I don't like playing online. I get really intimidated. Like with because online with or? online because some ten year old is just gonna talk yeah, it's obscenities not about what he's doing to my mother. It's and not she's a nice lady, okay? <laughs> she did her best. Yeah, yeah, that's it's I I would attempt to play um what's that Microsoft game? <laughs> You're gonna have to come a little more specific than that. The big one. Like Halo? Yeah. All right. Like I would play Halo a little bit online yeah. and get murdered every 10 seconds. So I, I played, so this game I played on PS4, it was a, uh, it was called Horizon Zero Dawn. Hmm. And if it wasn't for, it was the same year that the new Legend of Zelda game came out. And so that game just won just a shit ton of awards. Yeah. But if it wasn't for Legend of Zelda that came out, I think Horizon Zero Dawn was going to win a bunch of these awards. And it's one of those really story, very cinematic. And I sort of got like I nearly cried watching like going through that because just the. Oh, you're the LeBron of games. Oh, I'm. Well, yeah, you should see me flop when I'm playing games, man. It's pretty insane. My cat comes in. I'm just like, blah. Do you throw the controller? So, yeah, I do. I do. And then I start crying to my wife and she throws the cat outside. <laughs> No, I love campaign mode. I do. Uh, for PS3, I own uh, pretty much all the Call of Duties. Yep. I stopped playing Call of Duty when it got weird. When you started doing like sci-fi stuff. Oh, okay. I didn't like that. Yeah. Well, they, they switch them up too because they have like, you know, they have the Black Ops. They have the Modern Warfare, which I think is the one that's more kind of weird. The well, the for a long time they were pretty realistic right. i guess you could say yeah but with one of the modern or was it black ops with one of the black ops they they when they started doing the weird sci-fi stuff yeah um i checked out i didn't yeah I, it was there's this one campaign that i just could not beat and then i just gave up Said, and I, I haven't put it back into the ps3 since yeah did you play like a lot of the games like from back in the old days the super nintendos and the sig genesis no 64 I, I own, actually, I still have it and it works. I plugged it in the other day. Nice. My Atari 2600. Okay. Now we're going <laughs> way back on the vault. Sorry. I didn't realize I had to buckle my seatbelt for that trip to memory lane. Yeah, it still works. All right. I was playing Pac-Man on it a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, I have a bunch of games. So I like, I, I had that, which it's just so funny that my dad even bought it. It was like my original one. Right. And I opened it. Yeah. It's so funny. It's just one logic board with a few little chips and a yeah. couple resistors in there. It's so, I mean, it, so it does basic. not have to be that big. Right. It can be a quarter of how big it actually is. Fit in the palm of your hand if you want. Pretty much. It's yeah. literally like a four by five. Yeah. A four by five uh, board. So I had that. And then then my parents bought me 
after much begging, just the regular old NES. Yeah. And they didn't buy me any games. Right. So I just had Mario. Okay. And then that's it. Okay. They never bought me anything else. But what, you know, the reason why I ask is it's really interesting that's going on right now because the gaming world is changing. Mm-hmm. Like the stuff that we're seeing and like the, it's, it's very in its infancy stage of how old video gaming, like that industry has been. Yeah. You know, you think, you know, the Atari, what was that? Early 80s, late 70s, early yeah. 80s, something like that. Right. You know, you compare that to other forms of entertainment that we ingest. You think of TV that's been around for over, you know, for 100 years or whatever. Maybe yeah. 75, whatever. You know, movies have been around forever. Music been around forever. You know, they've had so much time to go through this growth and understand what their business model is and what their industry is going. Yeah. Where gaming is still figuring that out. And, you know, it's like producing a movie nowadays. There's hundreds, oh, of, yeah. million, hundreds of millions of dollars yeah. are getting to make these Call of Duty games. Right. Um, and and for, if it if it flops, fails, then the company could go. Could, will. Will go, will go bankrupt. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, a lot of people are out of their jobs. Like, it's a lot. It's a risky business right now. What was the... There was this one company that recently went out of business. I think it was just the online games, not console games, just yeah. computer games. I don't know. Do you watch any YouTube? A YouTube? Like just like shows or? Or um, gaming channels on YouTube? I, I'll watch some streaming of esports. So like there's a game that I, it's a, kind of a part of the independent game circuit is what they call it, indie games. Yeah. And it's from guys who are just small studios. They're like maybe a one-man show who does everything or yeah. maybe a 10 person team. They have low money. They don't have a lot of money. They just kind of put this stuff together. Some of them have full-time jobs outside Yeah, and they make these games. Do and you so, watch uh, PewDiePie? No, no. <laughs> I don't watch any streamers. I just watch strategic things of rocket league and rocket league is soccer with race cars. Oh, I think I've seen that. Like they jump around yeah. and stuff. And it's awesome. Is it? It's awesome. I just get, I just get bored. Yeah, you'd be amazed. It's that's the thing. These things don't uh, keep my attention. You'd be amazed. I mean, it just depends. Like, there's certain things. Like, I I I understand what you're saying, but for some reason, like for me being a, like an athlete and wanting to play sports and hit that competitive edge, I'm usually it's pretty normal where I'm pretty beat up and I'm yeah. sore and playing rocket league i'm resting i'm like icing <laughs> recuperating. I'm recuperating and i'm kind of getting this competitive edge where i'm you know i'm scoring a goal like there's positioning involved there's actually a strategy like defensive positioning and how you plan out your do you your have attack. uh do you have a group of friends that you play with i do <laughs> yeah what do you do you have a ps4 is that what you play uh, on? i play so now since they did the rocket league is now doing like their cross-platform stuff yeah so you can play on all different platforms which is really cool because my buddies play on pc okay i'm playing on my xbox oh, yeah, and xbox. we can still link up together and we can play games online which is you know has never been done before yeah um only i believe rocket league and Fortnite, which obviously blew up the video game world over the last year yeah but which is dying out isn't it dying out yeah i mean but that's that's what happens the whatever comes up hey it made out. ninja a couple mil tons that's insane tons so the uh, that was a small studio, by the way, who made that. That was almost by accident how well, that whole thing happened. Well, they're the I want they've been sued a ton too. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure. I think that's just the, like I, for the dances and I, stuff. Probably, I'm sure once something gets that big, you're probably going to see lawsuits left and right. Anyway, wanting a piece, everyone wants a piece of that pie. Yeah. So the um, but that's you know, 
in, that comes from an independent game studio, and so they were able to do something unique and different, and that's something that uh, Call of Duty can't afford to do, right? Because that's hundreds of millions of dollars of their investment that could tank. Yeah, you know, so Fortnite goes and makes this game becomes super popular. What does Call of Duty do? They do the exact same thing now, and they do Battle Royale, and everybody else, all the big guys, yeah, are now doing Battle Royale. <laughs> you know, they're trying to take a piece because now they can <clears throat> kind of do it better. They got the funding, right? You know, they got. I mean, granted, you know, Fortnite still had. They made tons of money, but they also have to kind of stay with what they what they are. Yeah, they can't just go and they can't just go. Oh, by the way, ten times here we are. Now we're like Call of Duty. Like yeah. that doesn't work. And uh, so, so, what's now, the newest Call of Duty? I don't even know. So, well, Call of Duty is still putting out titles, not putting out, putting out. That's what like, she said. That a little bit. <laughs> but. But like Apex Legends is probably is the latest title that's been really big. Um, that's kind of similar to a Fortnite, you know, the okay. Battle Royale. And that's a Call of Duty? Kind yep, shooter. Hmm. Why can't I play my PS3 games on my PS4? That angers me. Probably just like a hardware thing. I don't know. That's dumb. Yeah. Because I have a bunch of PS3 games that I would also, like to play. Also, they probably want your money, so. <laughs> yeah. But you can go backwards. At least, well, PS3, like you could play your PS1 games. So there was this one role-playing play game. <laughs> or Sonic. Not Sega. Oh. Yeah. No, there was Sonic on PlayStation. Yeah, that was probably a shitty version. They all are. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> there was this role-playing game on my PS1 <laughs> that I wish I could find. Final Fantasy? No. It was it was something that the, it had the word clock in it. And it was about this doctor who went crazy, locked himself up in his lab and huh. his daughter had to go get him. And it was kind of like a horror suspense. Oh, and I've never been able to find it. I've done yeah. hours of research. Interesting. Uh, to try to find it. Can't I go to when I see like there's a in uh, international district there's a bunch of little stores that yeah. sell sell old vintage games yeah not there um but man that game was a whole and i never owned it i rented it oh, okay from like a blockbuster or something like that from a tiny little a tiny little neighborhood um video rental place uh, a relic of our era pretty much <laughs> we were to, my wife and i talk about that all the time where we sort of miss it Oh, like yeah. going to going to Blockbuster was part of the date. Yeah, Friday like night, man. Going to Blockbuster, spending forty five minutes there looking for a movie, then getting some to eat. That was my second job I ever had. Blockbuster? No, it was Hollywood Video. Okay. Yeah, and I worked the movie rental thing. Would you uh, give uh, recommendations? They would. They would always ask my recommendations. It was like, dude, I don't really watch a whole. I rent the video games. <laughs> like that's what I do. <laughs> I can give you some recommendations on the PS2 section, but that's about all I got. Hollywood. No, they were, they were, we had Hollywoods too, I think, in back in Chicago, I yeah. think. But no, this one, the, these little tiny ones that we, that were just a bunch of where the horror and the porn nice. were in their own little rooms. Yeah, yeah, like the black curtain. With the black curtain yeah. or the, the, yeah. the barn door. No, I always the, uh, tried to the like, saloon doors. I always try to peek my head in there. My dad would yell at me. <laughs> It's like, they made it pull so your pants up. They made it so appealing. <laughs> yeah, it's all taboo. They should. They should. Did they have a sign there that says "Please keep your pants on"? Yeah, they would need it. Which you know, <clears throat> back then I barely knew how to read. So you don't know how to. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> I was like twelve. I mean, what do you expect <laughs> from me? 
I think you should bring those back. I think there's only one blockbuster left in the whole entire world. Yeah, Bend, Oregon. Yeah. No, it's in Alaska. No, it's Bend. Is it? I'm pretty sure it's Bend. Then there's two because there's also one in Alaska. Is there? All right. There's still one in Alaska where there's no internet access. Of course. In this one little tiny that's, oil that's town. A, so they all think Blockbuster's still the biggest thing. Hey. Dude. Like I'm seeing the latest movie on DVD. Yeah, something about Mary just came yeah. out. You gotta go see it. <laughs> I are you a a, a resolution nerd? Nah, I know. I because I already know me that I'm not gonna follow through. I just no, not resolution. Oh. Like uh like 720 and 1080. Oh, do you need to see? Not really. No, I'd still like you'll watch a movie you want to see in like standard def. Maybe not. Yeah, I don't. I'm a big time. So like standard def, I don't think I could handle anymore because I'm like, what is this? 1993. Like I am homie. Don't play that. All right. (laughs) (laughs) No, it looks horrible. Yeah. It but, looks it, but if you were to say, hey, here's 720, like, okay, I'm pretty sure I can handle that. Yeah. Like, that's not going to offend me. It's like, I remember when uh, when I was a kid and I got my first real job, the first thing I did was buy myself this 50-inch projection TV. Yeah. This big monster yeah. of a TV. <laughs> and then uh, hooked up the VCR to it and it's like, oh, it's fine. And then when DVD players came out, like I bought my first DVD player for like four hundred bucks. Oh my god! And I w- and then I bought a few DVDs and I remember the, like telling what watching a movie with my parents saying, "Look at how amazing this is!" And they're like, "I, they, I, they, they're yeah. I just could not tell the difference." I remember seeing a DVD <clears throat> for the very first time. I was with my dad. We went to his uh, best friend Bob's house. And we watched, I can't remember what movie it was. I want to say it was like Dumb and Dumber, but I don't think it was. I don't think it was that. But we played it on the DVD and I'm like, whoa, that's crazy. He goes, look how fast I can fast forward. You go, and like, look, I can skip scenes. And I'm like, what? And he uh, goes, all right, now check this out. And then you switch the language. They start speaking oh, like Spanish or French. And so I'm now just, I can learn a new language. I'm like, my brain is just exploding. Like I cannot... I, don't, I didn't have the ability to wrap my head around of what was happening. What was happening. That's that was funny. craziness. Yeah, I was super impressed with it. Um, and then the PlayStation 3 was actually the first Blu-ray player. Blu-ray player. Like, they took a big beating on... They made no money on the PS3. Yeah, yeah. There were, I think I read somewhere that there were there was about 1500 bucks worth of tech in the PlayStation 3, really? and they were selling them for 600 bucks. Wow. So I still have my, uh, like, the original Original. PS3. It works perfect. That's awesome. The only thing that it does is the fan is really loud. Okay. It sounds like a lawnmower, (laughs) which I think you can replace the fan on it. So I I was curious the other day because I have the PlayStation 3 in the bedroom. Do you know the gigs on it? Yeah, I too. Well, it originally came with, like, a 5, and I replaced the hard drive. Okay. So it has, like, 250 in there. I remember that the 60 gig... PS3, which was like a limited model that they did, yeah. had backwards compatible for all the previous PlayStation discs. Oh. And that was really unique to that model. So you could play the PlayStation 1 games and PlayStation 2. Oh. And I... that was a huge deal because PlayStation 2, they changed the disc like three times throughout its life cycle. Hmm. And so it was really expensive for Sony to go and do that. And yeah. th- but this one model. Oh, you know what? I had, had, had a PlayStation 2, too. 
Yeah, I had a place. That's how I had my DVD player as a kid. Was I had a PS2. Yeah, the PlayStation Two looked cool. Yeah, yeah the, the PlayStation really Three design. looks weird. Yep, and I had the later one that was a little that was a little more slimmer, but still. Yeah. PS2 though has always had a sick look. PS4 is also really cool. It, it well, it kind of looks like PS2. Yeah, I've, I've they they went retro on it a little, a little bit. A little bit. Um, and I was reading that the five is gonna be out within the year oh really okay yeah. that'd be cool um and then i read that the new xbox wasn't gonna have an optical drive anymore oh interesting just just good old online i don't know how i feel about that well no they do they haven't they announced that system that's coming out that is no optical it's just discless yeah but that's just like a streaming thing it's not oh, anything not, big so just a cheaper st- version just a cheaper version hmm. but that's kind of risky though would you want your whole library I, to and me, the cloud no. to me no yeah, yeah i think because i own a bunch of movies on itunes i don't think the world's ready yet for that no i was actually that's so funny we we're talking about that the other day with the buddy where all of the data that's on drives and all of the archiving that people do on drives thinking that it's going to save information but will it really it's like in a hundred years are we still going to be using sata cables to connect to yeah. Like, is there still going to like right now? I needed to burn a song off of a CD and I had to go dig up an old computer with an optical drive because none of my computers have CD drives anymore. It's oh, like, my god! That's not even that long ago. Right. It's like, what's going to happen in 100 years when, you know, it's going to be the like, how do I plug this in? It's like, there's, yeah, there's someone's going to find this drive. So, well, someone's going to find an outlet and go, what is this? <laughs> do I put my too. wiener in it? Like. <laughs> Is this what the glory hole was in the Middle Ages? <laughs> it's like, yeah, what do we? And then my what did my buddy was like, no, it should be fine. I said, there are languages of ancient cultures that we haven't been able to decipher. Right. And it's like, I'm pretty sure they thought, hey, this is our this is our language. It'll probably be all right. Oh, it's going to be in the cloud, right? That's what they did. <laughs> That's all you need to do. We just need to go back up their data or something. We'll That's right. Fine. We'll get all and the hieroglyphics and. Yeah, and it's like how it's, uh, you, you, we don't know yeah. if it's gonna be de- so. I don't. I, yeah, I don't know how I feel about that because my iTunes movie library. What's so funny is is that the thumbnails change. Yeah, and it's like who decides this? <laughs> who decides what the why? I the why? First of all, why do they need to change the thumbnail on Rocky one through six? That guy's got a killer job because you already know he's his one on one meetings with his boss are like. So how did the, uh, all right, Bill, how, how did your, you changing thumbnails right now? It's like, oh yes, we just did the dances with wolves and now we're going to go and do, I don't know. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. And then one some three. driving Miss Daisy. Cool. That's will be a big one. What, what's our viewership on that, Bill? Oh, I think we've had two people watching the last five years. Yeah, it's crazy. Good. We're it's, using our time valuably. The, and then the descriptions of the movies do you read the description of the movies on itunes no you can totally tell they're written by millennials who maybe have not seen it really they are some pretty ridiculous descriptions that's amazing that focus on focus on just crazy things that aren't that aren't part of it really Uh, like the i think one of them was the rocky one the rocky one the description was the complicated relationship between a boxer and his coach like this 
something just off the beat. Right. Like maybe they watched five minutes of it. As a boxing enthusiast, do you like the Rocky movies? Oh, I watch them quarterly. Do you? Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm a pretty big uh repetition guy. What is your favorite boxing movie? Like, is there a one that jumps out? Uh I already know mine. Mine's mine is easy for me. Well, it'll probably be the first one. Really? Yeah. Like, but not just Rocky. I'm talking like all boxing related. Yeah. Okay. Hey, do you ever see Cinderella Man? Yeah. That's one. Of, that's my favorite. Yeah, but you can't watch that one over and over and over and I over could. again. Oh. You can? Oh, yeah. I couldn't. It's too drama. It's, so, it's too so, drama. So deep. It was cool. The boxing was legit, though. Mm, there wasn't enough of it, though. Fair. Yeah. Like, I need a... Uh, yeah, like, quarterly I watch... But like Rocky, it's like professional wrestling. I mean, you just oh, like... I like it. Haymaker does a I watch them all the time. I watch all of the Rambos all of the time. So you're a big Stallone guy then? Well, just those. Okay. Just those two. So the, the actually, there's something wrong with me. Cause well, we figured that out. I watch <laughs> The Godfather all the time. Okay. Godfather 2 all the time. And then lately, I've been watching John Wick and John Wick 2 all yeah. the time. And it's okay. like when I'm doing stuff like editing or yep. just working on that in the background, working on thing. Yeah, I, I have it on. So I must have seen I must have seen Godfather and Godfather 2 30, 40 times, John Wick 50 times. Right. Because it's I just have it on yeah. all the time. And like my new favorite ones are Ready Player One. I haven't seen that one. Oh, yeah. So good. I, I want to see that. I well. The it also whole, makes me kind of nervous. The oblivious. Why? It's just like, oh, great. Is that going to be our society eventually? Well, probably. Yeah. <laughs> probably. Uh, there's the uh, cliche read the book first. Right. But but uh, they Steven Spielberg did a really good job. Nice. With uh, with making the movie. Okay. Uh, so I watch all of those just on repeat all the time. Like even A-Team with Liam Neeson okay. and Bradley Cooper. Yeah. I watch that. You know, three or four times a year, because okay. it's just a fun, it's just a fun movie to have in the background. Easily digestible. Yeah, just easy. You don't have to pay too much attention. Totally. I don't like to during the day. I don't like to have stuff on where you have to pay attention, because then I'll never get anything done. That's why my that's why my wife married me because you know, <laughs> I can just start talking. She doesn't have to pay attention, and I'm still happy. She can focus on yeah. Something else. She can focus on something much more important. <laughs> Bless your heart. <laughs> Wives. Yeah. Well, that's good that you got a good one. How long have you been married? Uh, almost four years. Wow, you're a baby in I marriage. Know. Well, we've been together for, it'll be 11 this, yeah, 11 this year. Oh, that's cool. So we dated it through college. So we, like, we did like the long distance and we lived together the long distance again while we were like graduating in different times. Yeah. So the first like three, four years were just wonky. But <laughs> then we all kind of hey, that's settled the, down to be adult. that's uh, built the character. It <laughs> I got some character. <laughs> Lori and I, uh, in July, is our 10th anniversary, but we've been together 17 or 18, I think. Nice. And we did long distance did at you? the start, too, because I lived in Chicago and she lived here. <clears throat> That's longer than Ellensburg in Seattle. Yeah. So we, every month, either she or I flew here or, or back to Chicago. Yeah. For, so that was happened for a year. Really, and then it's like you know what I gotta, I gotta move. Yeah, because uh, when I started flying here, I could get a ticket, a round trip ticket for like a hundred and forty dollars. Yeah, and then a year later, it had shot up to like two fifty. Yeah, 
And then now if we can find one to Chicago for 400, then it's a good deal. Yeah. Stupid inflation. God damn it. Mm. Well, Dan, thank you so much for your time. Awesome. I had a blast. Like I like talking. I like talking about sports. I like talk telling people how much I hate LeBron. Yes. And that's fine. You are totally. I should start a I hate LeBron Facebook group. I mean, between myself and Mo, like I feel like we're already on a an anti LeBron podcast. You know, you can bring like us, we can try (laughs) to defend him, and then you just like, no. Ah (laughs) Oh, that's what I do. Yeah. And I had a my other buddy on, his name is Steve. Okay. And he tried to make an argument for LeBron logically. And then I just kept on saying no, <laughs> no. And then he just got irritated at me. And, hey. uh, uh, but no, I, yeah, I pretty much hate him. Okay. I, he ruined the Lakers for me. Yeah. Uh, he should just retire. I mean, he's still got some left in the tank. Yeah. Should, you know, injury rich force him to retirement. We'll maybe, see. maybe not beheaded. Maybe let's not see him beheaded. Right. You know, maybe, you know, um, torn bicep that doesn't let his arm extend as much anymore. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, uh, you know, caught in crossfire. and Don't you just want to maybe just send him over to the Knicks and shot. just let him just rot over there? No. What's the worst team than the Knicks to the Pelicans? That, that's, yeah. You never, we never hear about the Pelicans. Uh, yeah. Well, the Knicks, they've just kind of become the laughing stock of the NBA because they've like been this the, giant market, but they can't do anything. Which is crazy, isn't it? Is Phil Jackson still the GM over there? No, I think they finally put him out. He did a horrible job. Yeah. Neither of them are especially good at running teams. Right. Jordan's not great either. No. He just he just has money. That's it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jordan with the Bobcats. The that, Bobcats. There, you send LeBron over there. He can hang out with your boy, Michael. They can no, become they best friends. They can debate. Oh, I know. Well, that's isn't that what you want to see? Like Michael and LeBron fight to the death. No, I just want him to uh, ride off into the sunset. There you go. And then Maybe have his, off and of then the have his horse fall over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe yeah, maybe uh, drive over a cliff, but no one knows, so it right. takes them a couple weeks to find him. Okay, I don't. I mean, everyone. Would be- but Everyone's always on LeBron, like, 24-7. People will just notice. Well, I mean, the, he would have lost signal. Right. He would have been driving through this very wooded area, lost signal, crashed. You know, they don't find him for two weeks, half-eaten by coyotes. Jesus. Like, someone, like, hornets well, made a nest in his skull. Charlotte hornets. That was sent by Michael. <laughs> So yes, this is how much I do not like LeBron. James. Well, since I mean LeBron <laughs> listens to this podcast all the time, all the time, so I just want to say, hey, LeBron, you know, I I support you, you know. Yeah. But free know, speech. Yeah. Absolutely. You can you can say that. No. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for your time. Thank you. Is there anything you want to plug, ah, share? You know, I really I'm not that interesting of a guy, but um, yeah. I think you should do. I think you should do dance sports minute like you can Ooh. we can come to the studio record like a bunch of them okay and then i'll put them into every show i'm all about that would it be cool would, be would cool. that sound interesting that to you would sound really interesting so it could be like a because i want to do segments all right but the like if you do dance sports minute we can literally record you know 15 or 20 I only have one request. Yeah. My segue into the Dan Sports Minute has yeah. to be like the horn thing. Like, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, 
you are about to be introduced to the Dan Sports Minute. You have a great voice. You could do your own. There you go. We just did our bit right there. Well, there you go. That's a great idea. <laughs> you should do it. All right. We should do it. We should write, uh, write, you know, I don't know, however many ideas you have, and then we'll record the, we'll record them. And then it's just like w- literally one minute. I mean, and then we'll actually, you know what I thought you was going to say? I thought you were going to say you got to play the music to like, remember the George Michael sports machine George with Michaels. those. He, he had a segment on late night oh, news and it had a very corny nineties yeah. music to it. I want corny type of segue music. That'd also be, we can good. do that. We should totally do that. So that's your homework. All right. And then, yeah, that would be super cool. We could call it Dan sports minute or Dan super sports minute. Yeah. Or Dan hog cap. We need know. to incorporate your last name into it somehow. Ha 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 cap. <laughs> Everyone giggles. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to work on that. All right. Well, thank you again so much. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. Um, iTunes, Stitcher, hopefully iHeartRadio, and merch. Merch. I haven't posted the merch yet. Oh. But look at the merch. I have T-shirts for men and women nice and a coffee mug Ooh, because that's cool i guess well yeah, everyone needs a coffee mug yeah, everyone needs a everyone needs a lot of coffee mugs are you one of those households that has like an exponentially unreasonable amount of coffee mugs yeah we have about live in the 30 house? yeah for two people and you have that many people that live in this house <laughs> <laughs> but only two at a time of course <laughs> course we have starbucks cups from everywhere really oh you like collect those things so they're uh at least there's a theme yeah and i have a scarface cup nice gotta gotta drink out of scarface well i keep talking too much i keep ruining your sign off (laughs) so i should probably just let you do it (laughs) that's okay but this is my show now (laughs) welcome to the dan hawkeye podcast did you have a great voice you (laughs) that would be super cool i think it would work yeah why not we got to talk about that some more all right all right so yeah subscribe and all that stuff look at the merch click on the links uh, if you're in Capitol Hill or Wallingford, go to Rancho Bravo Tacos. Oh, yes. And if you need headshots, if you want to look professional, you need a good headshot for LinkedIn. Is there any other business, social media? Uh, Craigslist Personals. Craigslist Personals. If you want to appear to be a super, uh, super professional, look at CZ Media. Indeed. Maybe you need that. I don't know. India. Yeah. Uh, you're like... Uh, you know, on the CV, the yeah. headshot on the CV. So contact CZ Media. They're linked to, they do portraits, uh, headshots, family, food. If you have a restaurant and you get some If you really suck at your Instagram photos, CZ Media can just come in, take and a picture, probably steal some of your food too. A little, eat the food. Yeah. And uh, give you some, get you some good content. Uh, so yeah, do all that stuff. And Dan, thanks again. Thank you. And we'll be back. Bye. So hot. So hot. <laughs>